Episode four of the B Mega Podcast. If you were with us last week, we created an original hero called Vitamin Spider. Luke, have you taken your vitamins since last week? I've just hung out with with spiders, hoping they would pass some gas and give me give me some get, nutrients. Get a little get a little a little vitamin fart boost from a spider. Yeah, definitely. It hasn't well, worked. Though. That. Well, it would be a good thing leading into Thanksgiving before you you eat that heavy meal. Get a little immune system boost before you fill it up with starch and gravy. Time to be mega. Every week, one of us comes up with an original idea for a character name. Then, we create the beginning pieces of an origin story for this character. During a brainstorming session, we combine elements from both origins. We add fun stuff like mega power, mega ability, mega item, weaknesses, nemesis. We combine all of those elements to create the mega origin. Hey, Adam. Hey, Luke. Do you think supervillains have interventions? When somebody's gone too dark or... Yeah, like in the criminal underworld, they sit around and they see one particular villain who's gone over the edge a little too far and they do do you think they they come yeah, together and they're that. like hey I we need that like hey you're 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 making us all look bad yeah, we're supposed to keep it within certain that's that's one stomped puppy too many like less punching and more hugging i don't know that the criminals or the the villains would necessarily take the initiative to to put together an intervention so i imagine that there is a hero with this specific purpose that hero's name is the intervention. Mega Origin. So this week's character, the intervention, we start with a life coach and motivational speaker. This is a a very confident, kind of grossly optimistic, exuberant in that way that feels plastic to a lot of people (laughs) um, person. The thing that's most important to this person, the thing that, that she values most of all is her ability to turn someone's day around with a hug. Aww. Uh, yeah, she prides herself on giving really warm and, and Im- impactful hugs. <laughs> the thing that's most important to this person is a whistle that she wears around her neck that she uses to get people excited. So when, when she's speaking, she uses that to really raise the energy. So she has this whistle with her at all times. She also uses it to uh, really um, get the attention of people she's she's talking to and trying to work with. Her biggest challenge in life is as a motivational speaker and as a as a life coach, she struggles with the cynicism of the younger generation. That's her that's her biggest challenge in life is to overcome 
the the cynical nature of young people. Mm. And the thing that happened to make her mega was that she was speaking at a junior high school in the cafetorium. It was an especially dirty school uh, cafeteria, as they often are, I suppose. And and this one was filled with just had lots of like the tables were up against the wall and they were all covered in just sort of crusty decomposing lunchroom food. A huge amount of mysterious gas from the day's uh, what they called mixed bag chili, which was just uh, a chili concoction made out of all of the variety of, of, of things that had been on the menu that week. The gases that had built up in the kitchen behind her where she spoke caused uh, an explosion while she was speaking. And the gases gave her great and new powers. And she became the intervention. Mega origin. My origin story for the intervention starts with an upbeat bartender. She enjoys her job so much she converted the storage room into a, into a living quarters. So she can be there as, as much as possible. The thing that makes her the happiest in life is helping other people solve their problems giving advice to people so they can maybe solve the problems themselves. The the thing that's really most important to her uh, is just being very confident in herself. And she's an excellent listener. She can sit down and listen to a person talk for hours without complaining, without fidgeting, without having to get up. Uh, the thing that transformed her into the intervention was an evening when she walked into the bar before she worked there, she came in as a patron and saw the bartender, this old man, laying by himself next to the bar and gasping for breath. She went to help and he gave her this glowing, enchanted bar rag in his, his final moments, told her that she was the next incarnation of mankind's greatest optimist, the intervention. Brainstorm time! So what do you think of the bartender aspect? I really like it a lot. I was going to suggest maybe a bartender and amateur motivational speaker, like, but nobody comes. That that does <laughs> like, like, you know, community centers and... like it, Yeah, like giving a talk on right. how to hug people and make people's lives better. And, yeah, yeah. And nobody's yeah, like... That's what that's what she does during the day when she's not tending bars is but but it's like goes to like nursing homes and you know and they don't want to listen to her talk about this <laughs> for the people who need it it is genuinely yeah. good like those few like, the few yeah. that are like really seeking something out like she happens upon those people and it's like oh that's 100% yeah as much of a trope as that is the the, the bartender who who lends an ear that is such a universal truth man <laughs> i have had some real bartender therapists that i probably didn't tip well enough right? over the years yeah. that's a nice layering i like i like that and that i think it speaks to that purpose that you already had of doing good and helping people it would be like right. she's trying to do that reach more people other than just the people at the bar but uh, unsuccessfully <laughs> so that it's like when she's at the bar and she's handing out uh advice and, and wisdom people are a little little loosened up and they they their barriers are down and they're they they're more open to her, yeah. her words of wisdom. Whereas So that could be that could be the thing is we could say, what if she can't communicate with people who are who are cynical or something? Like right. that, that if that people who are being I don't know, something about like it has to be she has to have an intoxicated audience or something. <laughs> like 
<laughs> like, but there, but that she can't speak to people who are like will push back and don't want to listen to her. That she's only able to really communicate to an open audience. So she's never been able to take off as a motivational speaker because right. that's not really how it works. But her heart of hearts wants to help those people who are cynical. Like she can't. She has a hard time right. with them. But she tries like her, her hardest, obsessively trying to help these people that yeah. that refuse to have help. And and is so driven to do so that she just tortures herself every day and just puts all of her life. Maybe that's part of why she lives at the bar, too, that she just puts everything she has into getting out there and helping people and then just fails miserably over and over again. What if the fellow who passes on the bar rag... I'm not sure I'm crazy about it being a bar rag because I think I, I wondered if it could be a person that she met, like that she was doing a, a giving a how to how to hug and make it matter talk at the at the community center or something. And, and, and nobody showed up except uh, as she was walking out, she encountered this person who came in to to listen to her and and passed on something then. Like gives her a little bit of wisdom, like you know, don't don't give up. What you're doing is is for the the good of mankind, and keep at this this uh, admirable this admirable career. And then like they just like they disappear. Like she turns around and poof, this person's gone. <laughs> Why? Why her? I love just the idea of her encountering this person who gives her an item that then. Yeah. I'm just not sure. What I about the whistle? Oh, well, that's an interesting idea. It could be the whistle. That that she's out speaking and he gives her a whistle that then has the whistle has the power to to get everyone's attention within a certain radius yeah. or like, something that like, when she blows the whistle, everyone ha is forced to pay attention to her for yeah, a amount of time. Like all heads turn in her direction. Right. Yeah. That the whistle is like that's one of the powers or yeah. that item ha holds a lot of the power. I think that she's that she like I, that we've added this element of her having her intentionally out doing good that that gives it to me that gives her a a, a kind of a, a life's purpose that, yes. that there would be a reason that this mystical being would have sought her out because <laughs> she's she's the most positive person or something that, that she makes, that she continues to go out there even after getting beaten down that makes sense it's in mine it's just like this old old bartender <laughs> you're a bar fly here yeah. take over the bar do good <laughs> Oh, that's good. <laughs> I, I did like that it was tied to the bar. So I don't know. Maybe maybe that we can come back to that. But I think maybe her maybe the powers that, that when you have the whistle, it gives Well, we can get into the powers. But maybe part of what the whistle does, in addition to it specifically giving you the ability to get people's attention, maybe the whistle also maybe she also then has you have the power to 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 create meaningful metaphors from your life that affect people so all of her metaphors are bar related that 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 because that's how she knows to communicate but like the whoever the intervention is communicates in in meaningful metaphors from from their existence yes don't don't be down the corn nuts basket is never entirely empty <laughs> he who eats Many pretzels. I don't know why it had to be he. Like I, I it had to be Confucius for some reason. <laughs> I, I don't know why it needed to be. Um, yeah, but if you if you eat too many pretzels, then you'll definitely need a drink. That sort of. <laughs> don't these two numbskulls know what a metaphor is? A friend is that bar stool that fits the shape of your butt. 
Life is a bowl of corn nuts. Enjoy each crunch and try not to choke. Life has a last call. Savor every sip. Marriage is a pretzel, hard and twisted, but worth the effort. Way to go, gentlemen. And now, back to the podcast. Mega Powers. So one of the powers that the intervention possesses uh, is the ability to scream with the voice of reason. It's a bellowing cry that can persuade enemies to change their minds in the middle of battle or while they're committing a crime, um, and it can just sway them to make better decisions. So is it just the volume and, and, and power behind the voice, or it is, all, is it also what she says? There's not an intelligent syllable oh, just, in anything it's, it's she just says. The, it's just I got it. the sound and the, the resonance and the, the depth and the, the reverberation. Yes. Mega power. So my first power ties back to stuff we were already talking about with this whistle. But getting more into what the whistle can do, the whistle can get anybody's attention within her visual field. So any person within the range of as far as she can see. So, you know, however far that is. When she blows the whistle, immediately their attention is on the intervention. Also, though, and this comes in handy as people try to escape an intervention or for crime fighting purposes or general safety, the whistle has kind of a higher level, a higher pitch that you don't hear, but that knocks anyone unconscious in that range. Make them take a take a quick nap. Just put them right out. Done. Mega power. One of the intervention's uh, secondary powers is the ability to generate blasts of introspective energy at her enemies. It causes them to pause and reflect on their life's choices and all the decisions that they've made that have led to their current situation. She can use the whistle to call their attention and then shoot the, uh, the introspective blast and they yeah. all just kind of stand there in a stupor, just a single tear rolling down their cheeks as they think <laughs> about all the things that they've done. As they sit and ponder their... Like, I shouldn't have burnt that puppy when I was a kid. It's heavy. Weakness. Because of what the intervention does and because of the intervention's sort of purpose in, in, in the world of, of turning everyone's negativity into positive feelings and, and, and you know, spreading spreading hugs and happiness and, and, and love and and self-actualization among the people that takes a large toll on the emotions of the of the intervention the intervention has a a strong threshold for how much negativity she's able to take with with her newfound powers but she has to replenish all of that positivity with positive connection and hugs so she continues to work at the bar, but she's started volunteering and 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 spends a, a great deal of her time uh, volunteering with children. And and a hug from a kid has the most regenerative power for the intervention. Enemy. The intervention's nemesis is a demon called the Doldrum. It's a depressed demon who wanders the earth causing despair among humans. Um, And because he chooses to be negative, he chooses to be depressed. The intervention 
can't sway his negative personality. It's nearly impossible for her to persuade him with her powers to change his ways. Most of their battles normally end with the intervention becoming um, just reflective of her own shortcomings in dealing with the doldrum while the doldrum escapes to cause depression another day. His purpose in life is to bring sadness and despair to people. Yes. He's Why? Just, he did not get enough hugs when he was a kid. <laughs> this just in from Megaton City. Gang of supervillains reduced to tears when faced with self-reflection facilitated by the intervention. Mega Origin. Camille Duncan was an outgoing bartender who yearned to help solve other people's personal problems. She lived in the storage room of the Junction Box, a lonely bar full of sad losers and dissatisfied ruffians where she spent many nights serving drinks and listening to the patrons' depressing life stories. Camille spent her days as a fledgling motivational speaker, sharing her unbridled optimism at schools, nursing homes, and grocery store checkout lanes. Life took a turn when Camille tried to speak at the local bowling alley and attracted a crowd of only one listener. The mysterious cloaked stranger approached her after her speech and uttered the words, Where sadness sulks, so too shall the intervention dwell. He thrust a shimmering golden whistle into her hand, made an okay gesture with his fingers, and disappeared with a static pop. Camille suddenly felt her sense of self-worth explode in a frenzy of sunshine, rainbows, and unicorn giggles. Every moment was an opportunity. Every question was a journey. Every problem was a quest, and she suddenly felt the urge to help everyone. All the time. Camille first discovered her true powers when a hooded mugger attacked her with a rusty steak knife outside the junction box. She used the whistle to attract help, but to her surprise, it disoriented the assailant. She blasted the sour criminal with a wave of introspective energy, and he began to weep uncontrollably. As she gave the crook a meaningful hug, Camille watched a dark entity shift in the shadows. She would come to know that figure as the Doldrum, a depression-inducing monster bent on making all of humanity sad. Camille vowed to stop the demon and anyone else who caused unnecessary despair. She roamed the world, offering her shoulder to anyone who needed it, and she called herself the Intervention. And that's the origin for The Intervention. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we want to hear what you thought about it. You can find us on Twitter, at Megaton City, and use the hashtag BeMega to join the conversation. And check out our daily updates on MegatonCityNews.com, where you can also see and meet last week's character, the Vitamin Spider. So, Luke, how did you feel about where we ended up with The Intervention after you had the initial idea? You know, they say that two heads are better than one. This is a perfect example of, of how two different uh, visions of the same idea can really turn into something even greater. Uh, that was we, a really additive process this week. It was. It was. It was definitely, um, you know, we started with that, 
that initial concept and and I think there was um, there was some difficulty kind of coming up with something that we were really confident about going into the the origin process yeah I think we I mean I don't I can speak I can't speak for you but I was really uncertain about the character that I had created in some key places and I felt like you kind of were too and we yeah. both went into it I don't know <laughs> and then yeah it was like it, had it not been for the collaboration, we never would have gotten there. There are some moments you can you can hear in in the brainstorming session where all of a sudden we we just start everything starts to click and we we get really excited about this character and it turns into something that neither one of us had 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 really even expected it would be. Yeah, we get to that place where for the first time we both actually see a character that we really enjoy and can interact with, and all of a sudden it becomes. Um, yeah, it's like we had to find that last key element. The thing that is most surprising to me is the fact that we created a character this week that fights crime without physically fighting crime. <laughs> it didn't even occur to me. You're right. There are no, the intervention has no physical prowess. It's, it's all emotional and all, all from the heart, which is like, that's the core of a superhero, right? Yeah. But it's, but it's so funny that for as much as superheroes are the embodiment of good and, and uh, you know, conquering evil, why is that always just through muscles and might? Like, it's not, you know what I mean? I mean, maybe not always. That's maybe overstated. But I think you're right. This is, well, pretty heavily leaned in that <laughs> yeah. direction. There are normally a lot of bones yeah. and buildings broken. Yeah. And in this case, nothing. Yeah, just I'm going to make you think about things for a while and... You may get a nice, strong hug, and mm -hmm. you're going to change your ways. Fighting crime, one hug at a time. The intervention. Well, thanks for joining us again for another episode of the B-Mega Podcast. We hope to see you here next week. Check us out on Twitter at Megaton City. Use hashtag B-Mega and find our daily webcomic, MegatonCityNews.com. I'm Luke. And I'm Adam. B-Mega. I feel like that should be like our like going into battle cry because of the farts. <laughs> like what? Silent but deadly. <laughs> uh. The characters and stories in this podcast are the property of Megaton City Creations. Copyright 2015.